Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to Dude, I Love That. I'm Liv. And today we are doing the second throwback summer Enneagram series of 2022. And we are typing the characters from Aquamarine, which I'm telling you, if you were a girl and you were born in the 90s, this was your movie. Like, I don't know a single person my age that's like, oh, I didn't like that movie. It's a classic. Emma Roberts, amazing. Jojo, fantastic. And Sarah Paxton, amazing. If you did not watch Darcy's Wildlife, maybe you don't have the love in your heart for her that I do. But anyways, I cannot wait for this episode because I rewatched the movie last night just so I could like pull some specific examples for you. And it just doesn't get any better than that. So let's go ahead and jump in. Now, one thing I kind of feel like we need to focus on is subtypes for this. Now, if you've never heard me explain subtypes, let me do it briefly. But if you want more in-depth uh, info on subtypes, check out the Outer Banks episode. I say that all the time, but that's when I like really started getting into subtypes and I explain it for you there because I was just very excited about it. Um, okay, so subtypes basically are, there's three subtypes, right? So there's social, self-preserving, and sexual. Sexual is also sometimes called one-to-one, -one, so you'll hear it either way. I typically try and say one-to-one -one just so that I don't get like flagged on my episodes, but they are interchangeable. So for that, um, each so let's just, we'll use my type and then explain it that way. Okay, so I'm a six, but I am a sexual or one-to-one -one subtype six. My second subtype that comes in more heavily than the third one is self-preserving. And then my bottom of the barrel one is social. So basically what that means is each subtype has something that they're more focused on, right? So self-preserving is focused on things like what do I need to be comfortable, right? Like, where's the food? Where's the water? Where are we going to sleep? What's happening here? So they're kind of more focused on what do I need to survive, right? Self-preservation. The sexual subtypes, one-to-one, -one, whatever, they are more focused on the chemistry between them and another person. So they kind of prefer one-on-one -on -one situations or very small groups as opposed to a large group of people. They are going to be more focused on, okay, what are like the vibes I'm getting here? Like what's going on? Are this person and I clicking? Are we not? And that's what their focus is on. And then social subtypes are focused on the group at large. So they're focused on how their decisions impact a group. They're focused on group dynamics. So their focus is more outward, whereas the other two are really more focused inward. And then I guess sexual is kind of split. Like that one is, you know, Yes, they're focused on themselves, but they're focused on the chemistry between them and another person. So I guess technically that could be both. But with that out of the way, let's go ahead and actually talk about these characters' types. And if you want more information on subtypes, feel free to DM me on Instagram. You can find me either place at Hey, it's Liv James is my personal or the podcast at Dude, I Love That Podcast. And I can send you a link to one of my favorite um, sites that I get a lot of info from on subtypes. Okay, so... First of all, let's address the fact, if you're watching this on video on Spotify or YouTube, I did the aquamarine hair from The Last Splash. I'm wearing a like teal t-shirt because that's all I have. And um, I did blue eyeliner for you, which you can't see this far away if you're watching on video, but it was so much fun. And I don't know. I'm just like, why not? Like, let's just go for it. Let's get the summer vibes going. Okay. So let's start it off with my girl Aqua. So this was so much fun because I'm like, right away, 
I knew what her type was. I feel like she is the classic seven wing eight. And I think she's probably a sexual or one-to-one type seven because that type is actually different than most of the sevens. Or I say most of the sevens, than the other two subtype sevens. So the sexual subtype seven is really funny because they see everything through like rose colored lenses, right? I actually wrote down specific things here that I saw with Aqua and how it relates to this. So she really sees life through rose colored lenses. Like she is infatuated with the idea of love. She really wants to have something magical, right? Like she's not happy with it just being the way that it is, which is kind of a seven trait in general, but especially with the one-to-one seven, it's something that you see a lot. And I think one-to-one sevens kind of come across a little bit four-ish, like a self-preserving four. And remember the self-preserving four also can look like a type seven or a type one. And so it's funny because with her, we see this carefree spirit and yet she has the really strong eight wing. And we see this because the one scene for me that was like, oh my gosh, like this girl is the scene where she's on the shell phone, which I love so much, uh, talking to her dad. And she's basically like, I don't care what you want. I want to do what I want. Like, I know this is right and I'm going to go for it and you need to calm down. And I was just like laughing so hard to myself because she, she takes risks and she doesn't do it out of like a mean, nasty spirit. Like she genuinely is going, Hey, I know this is right. And I'm going to pursue it because like, this is what I know I have to do. And for her, she's not so worried about group dynamics, you know, like she's definitely not a social seven and she is very worried about chemistry with her and like one other person at a time. So she makes friends with Claire and Haley and she like sees Raymond and instantly she's like, that's the one. And I think it's funny because with sexual or one-to-one subtypes, they kind of are that way. Like they're the ones that are going to have love at first sight, you know, and we really do see that with her. I love the part where we actually see her lay eyes on him for the first time. And she's like, who is that? And she just decides and it's like this freaking song going and like, he's riding the waves and it's just, the whole thing is amazing, but she is very much the passionate seven. And oh, by the way, one-to-one subtypes are the most passionate and dare I say aggressive of the subtypes. So even if like you're a nine, the one-to-one subtype nine is going to be the most passionate out of the other subtypes, even though it's not going to look like, you know, when you think passion, you think of an eight, right? Or a four, but that's not the case. It's just like out of self-preserving social and one-to-one, one-to-one is the most bold, passionate, Um, intense of the subtypes. So it's going to look different for every type or every number, whatever you want to say, but generally speaking, they're going to be the most passionate. Okay. So the other things with Aqua, she definitely is an idealist and sevens are in the idealist triad. And so for her, like she really does believe that she can reach the ideal because the ideal for her is not doing what her what her dad wants her to do. It's not following a set of rules that she's kind of been grandfathered into. She's like, no, I know that this, this ideal is out there because I've seen it and I'm going to go get it no matter what. And that's where, again, you see like the eight come in because she's so forceful and very passionate. And she's like, I'm going for it. I don't really care what anybody else says. She would have done this even if she was like 
totally alone. You know, like she has the same attitude, but for her knowing that an ideal is out there that she wasn't possessing, it was like tormenting her in a way. And so she had to go find it. And again, the one-to-one subtype seven does believe that there's more out there that they could be getting. And that's also sort of the passion of the seven is gluttony. So they want more. And then also when with the eight wing, she has a lust, right? A lust for life, a lust for this love that she once saw. So she didn't even experience it. She just saw it and like knew that's what I have to have. And so it's really special to see such an intense type with such a pure heart, because I think that much intensity in someone that like had something up their sleeve could be a very, very different character. But because she's so pure hearted and she is as passionate as she is about what she wants, it makes for a really fun story. And then just to balance this out, let's talk about Claire. So the funny thing with Claire is I pretty much immediately, when I think of this type, I think of Claire because they kind of do make her that very typical type six spoiler alert, but she's definitely a self-preserving six. You know, she's focused on how is this going to get done? How is it going to affect me? What's going to happen? What it like, she's always doing the, what if, how, why, you know, and that's very common for sixes. If you have a six friend, if you're a six, you have a six family member, they're the ones that are going to troubleshoot your, your situations. They're like, before we do this, have you thought about, and sometimes you're like, shut up. I don't want to think about it. Like this is ruining the fun. But at the end of the day, you know that the six is right. You know, you need to listen because they usually have thought 10 steps ahead and they're like, I am seeing a red flag that you're not seeing. It's so funny because with Claire, she was the one who (laughs) in the one scene where Aqua had to get out of the pool or yeah, get out of the pool and hide in the like snack shack thing, whatever it's called. I don't know. And so obviously like Haley gives her her t-shirt, but they're running around doing other things. And then Aqua's like, we have to go after Raymond. Like he's the one. And so she just jets off typical seven and Haley's like, wait, you need shoes. And then Claire's like, um, yeah. And undies like completely like Haley's like, okay, what do we need? Obviously shoes. Claire's like, you're not thinking though. Like she needs underwear. Like that's kind of, that's the priority here. And so it's just funny to me because obviously most people are like not thinking about things that they can't see, but she's like, no, no, I know the situation and she needs that. So that was just a good one to see. But I think with Claire, the whole nickname of Clarity Cat that that Haley gives her is very much like, yeah, sixes do come off a lot like scaredy cats and like they're petrified of like anything. But again, that's, I talk about this all the time. I really hate caricatures of types. However, I don't think, cause we we're coming off of the H2O episode where I said like Cleo's a very caricature six, but with Claire, she's more of the typical six that you would actually see in real life. That isn't so much of a caricature as it is like this is just what we look like in the wild, man. This is this is kind of it. And especially that self-preserving six, because I would say they're the most six-ish out of all the subtypes of six. And, you know, they do kind of come off like a type two. Um, they're very warm. They're very caring. And warmth is kind of how they disarm people in a way and how they not like meaning to, which subconsciously how they try and get on people's good sides. And I know, because I definitely do that when I'm in public. Like deep down, I am the one to one six. That is true. In fact, I 
there are several times a week that I'm like, am I sure I'm at an eight? But no, no, I'm embracing the, the one-to-one six, but for the self-preserving six, they are, they almost come off in public. Like they don't have anxiety, but if you deal with anxiety yourself, you can usually see it in that six. You're like, "Mm, I kind of see your game here, but we do really see loyalty with Claire. Like she is good. Like the rider died for Haley, you know, like she is going to do whatever she needs to do to keep her around. And even though she didn't want to really give up Raymond, like neither of the girls did, she was willing to sacrifice the love of her life, the object of her affection uh, for keeping Haley because she'd get her wish from Aqua. And so she's like, I'm willing to give this up for the sake of our friendship. And that's just the heart of a six. It's so sweet. But yeah, Claire is very anxious, very concerned. She also is the mom friend of the group. Like she's the one that's making sure everybody's set. Um, she's the one that realized, Hey, we don't have dresses for lash splash. Like, what are we going to do? And then of course, Haley's like, we'll take the first bus into Tampa. And she's like, we can't get on a bus by ourselves. Like, what are you even talking about? But of course, Haley being Haley, she egged her on and they got on that bus and they got their blue hair, their dresses and their nails done. But I think it's sweet to see the balance of Claire and Haley and how they kind of really had like the perfect friendship because they, they pulled the best out of each other, which all good friendships should. But the addition of Aqua was so funny because I think Claire was leaning more on like her five wing, but with Aqua around, I really think she embraced the seven and was able to break out of the fear mindset and embrace just fun and the possibility of things instead of getting stuck in the hamster wheel of like what if and how and when and then let's move on to Haley I'm saving Raymond for last because I feel like we need a lot of explanation there so with Haley I was going back and forth initially I'm like she's an eight you know like obviously she's an eight and I even asked my sister who she's she's a two but she's not like super familiar with the Enneagram like like you and I are and she's like Haley's got to be an eight. And I'm like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing, but something in me is like, I swear she might be a four, but I, I like, wasn't able to commit to that. So at the end of the day, I ended up typing her as a social eight or a self-preserving four, right? Yes. I'm looking at my notes to double check. So if Haley isn't a four, then she definitely has a four in her tri-type. Like no matter what, she's got an eight and she's got a four. I just don't know necessarily what her core type is because what's funny is the eights that I know growing up like they admit that they didn't have a whole lot of friends eights either grew up with like a solid group of friends that they still have to this day or they were very much a loner at least that's what I've gathered from eights I've talked to and she was I guess she's more in like the loner crowd but see the thing is with eights that I know that were loners they didn't necessarily realize that they were alone like they were just happy being by themselves. They didn't really feel the need to have all these friends or fit in or anything. Like they were just cool. They were just chilling. And Haley, you can tell is very much like, I don't want to be the new girl again. I don't want to have to start over. It's going to require so much for me. I'm so hurt from all the times that I've had to move before, which again, it's like, well, yeah, obviously like that's really tough. Anyone that's moved schools in the middle of the year or while they're established, it's hard. But I can't tell, is that attitude coming from like a four place of deep hurt that she's trying to, because remember, self-preserving fours come off 
as that like seven-ish kind of vibe, like, oh, I can get over anything. Like, it's fine. Move on, be positive. And so, cause they've learned to really deal with the pain and move on instead of harping on it. But for Haley, she does seem to have a deep sense of sadness. And that's what kind of made me like, yeah, I'm leaning away from eight, but she also is extremely bold. And the things that she does, like, I know that fours can be really bold and direct as well because they value the authenticity, but something about the way that she did things, I was like, I just can't put my finger on if she was, you know how like there's the mom friend default person where it's like, we're all anxious, but like one person kind of has mom override. And so they take on the situations because they know the other friends can't. I'm like, is she having that? Or is she really an eight, but she like hasn't embraced her full eightness or was maybe made fun of because she was such an eight and she was like bold and uh, confident and people were like, ew, I don't like that. So she's shrinking back in it. Or is she a four that just is coming off pretty intensely and has that eight vibe like in her tri-type, but isn't an eight. So you can see where I'm going. There's a, there's a lot of different avenues that you could go down for her. I ended up deciding that, yeah, she probably is an eight and just hasn't like fully embraced it yet because a lot of me is going, she didn't value authenticity and she didn't have that spunk that I think a lot of fours have, at least fours that I know. And so I'm like, okay, this is probably just an eight who's been through a lot and is hurt and has had to start over and make new friends. And it's just like a raw spot. And now it's being, you know, opened up again. And so she's probably just kind of in that more emotional state versus all the time being this, this emotional way. Did that make sense? Hopefully it did. And then last but not least, let's talk about Raymond. So he was a really tough cookie for me because he does feel kind of seven. Like he wants to do what's fun and he doesn't want to just like go to school. He wants to pursue travel and like not do what his dad says and so in a sense he does seem very much like aqua and I think that's why they clicked at least as quickly as they did and I'm thinking of like the rowboat scene as I or the paddle boat scene as I say that because it seemed like they had extremely similar stories and so they were both like yeah I understand I feel you and so I'm like is Raymond a seven but he seems very like sure of himself confident not that sevens don't I'm just like giving you other reasons of like types that I went through for him he seems very going after what he wants but he does feel like indebted to his dad to go to school so is he an eight because he seems very calm he doesn't seem like he gets like riled up easily and even when that guy uh Vince oh golly if you heard that in Cecilia's voice when I said Vince raise your hand when Vince is trying to throw I almost just said Emma when he's trying to throw Claire in the pool he's like dude put her down like you need to stop cut it out but he didn't get angry like he wasn't upset or anything it was just like come on don't do that like you're being stupid there seemed a little like a little bit of that like protected eight vibe but I really don't think he's an eight however I'll get to that in a second of what I think But the other type that I went to was, is he a five? Because he does seem, like I said, extremely steady, stable. He doesn't seem like he's a crazy like party guy or trying to climb up a ladder of any kind, socially or otherwise. He just seems to kind of like want to do his own thing. And he's like, I'm lifeguarding. I like it. 
I get to hang by the beach. He's just cool doing his thing. And so part of me was kind of tied to the five for a bit and also the seven. And I'm like, okay, it would make sense if he was a seven because he'd have the connection to five. And he would also have that connection to one, which I feel like ones do really well in like public service jobs, like lifeguarding or EMS or um, any of those types of things. So I'm like, that would be an interesting one. And then if he was an eight, he'd have a connection to five and two. So it's like, that would be interesting, but I don't really get like a whole lot of two from him. He kind of just seems not really feelings attached. And then I finally was like, is he a nine wing eight? Because in a sense, he seemed like he had a little bit of trouble making his own decisions. Like he knows what he wants to do, but will he actually do it is the question. And so I kind of just landed on that because a nine wing eight, they do have a lot of back and forth because they have the pull of the eight to do what they want to do and be bold and be like more aggressive. But the nine obviously wants peace. And so they tend to be a little bit more relaxed and they don't want to cause any uproar because they're trying to keep the peace, the inner peace and with groups. And it seems like that was his struggle when he's talking about with his dad in college and like wanting to travel. He is enticed by the idea of it. And yet he, he's like literally down to the wire. Cause when he's talking to her about this, he's like, yeah, I got to leave for college. Like next week. It's like, so basically you're going to go to college because you're too late now to make a decision. Like, it's just, you're going to have to go. So I thought that was really funny. It just seems like he knows what he wants to do, but it just takes him a minute to get there, which again, that's very classic nine. Every nine I know, like it's a little bit of a struggle for them to finally get to where they want to go, but they've like almost known the entire time what they wanted. They just either don't admit it to themselves or don't admit it to others, but they know deep down that's what they want. And of course, with the eight wing, they're going to have a little bit more drive than the nine wing one. And I think that's what we're seeing with him. I think he's getting to the place. And I think if the movie had like shown six months down the road, I think he would have been off traveling. Like, I do think he was really leaning into the eight and wanting to do that. And I think also it's funny because he has that connection to three because obviously the nine has a connection to three in health. And so I think we see him start to get a little bit more bold, a little bit more sure of what he wants. And he obviously like does well with the ladies, you know, like he and Cecilia were hanging out and he doesn't seem like super flirty or anything like that. He just exists and he's just himself and whatever comes comes and he just doesn't really work super hard at it but what I think is sweet is seeing his interactions with Aqua because he did want to make a good impression and he was like does she like me but he was not trying super hard to where it was a turnoff which I think another type in that situation it could have been a totally different movie and so yeah, I, I decided on nine wing eight for him, but I want to know what you thought because he really was a tough one. Oh, and Haley too. What did you think their types were and why did you decide that? Was there like a certain scene? Was there an interaction that they had with someone? I want to know. Also more summer throwback series coming soon. So anyways, hope you enjoyed the episode. Be sure and check back on, I'm like thinking, what day am I recording this? What day is it going up? Um, This is going up Friday. So be sure and check back Tuesday for a new episode. And also if you love this kind of episode where I'm typing characters and you want to be typed and you want to go through figuring out what is my type, what's my wing, what's my tri-type, subtype, 
How does it play into my personal life, career, school life, whatever? Be sure and check out my website because I do offer Enneagram life coaching. So if you're interested, check it out. We're also doing, that's what I forgot, summer sessions. So those are detailed on my Instagram. I'm going to try and find the photo for you and put it up a little post right here. And then you can see what it looks like, but I have all the details on that, uh, on that Instagram post. And if you're interested, be sure and email me. All the information is in the caption. Anyways, I hope that you enjoyed this episode and be sure and check back. Bye.